Please turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to be looking at Paul's method of evangelizing. I love it. It's just perfect. It's perfect for all of us. You know, for those hardened evangelists, and I pray to God, God sends some of those to us. <laughs> okay? Oh, please, I love them. All right? Uh, you know, who can just, like I said to you before, you know, they can get a rock saved. You know, I mean, they're they just, just like that. They're just able to talk to anyone about anything and just get there. Uh, you know, while we're sort of fumbling and don't know what to say. Uh, and, and, and so much of the time, those are the people that come up and preach to you about how to get people saved, and everybody cringes and goes, forget about it, I'm not doing any of that stuff. For, you know, it's not happening with me, you know? Uh, and, and so what I want to do is find something that will allow you to be yourself. Everybody just, <sighs> relax. Okay, just be yourself. And from that place, minister to people. And know how to do it without it getting awkward. And without it looking like you're trying to get someone saved. Can I just give you this? This is something God said to me. It really blessed me. He said, don't ever try to get anybody saved. I said, say what? <laughs> you know? He said, don't try to get anybody saved. I said, well, what's the point in all of this? He said, no, one, one plants, one waters, but I give the increase. He said, it's my job to get them saved, not yours. Your job is to love them. Your job is to have a conversation with them. Your job is to follow my leading and only say what I tell you to say. You know, you know how we kind of get, oh, I got this, God, I'm, I'm good now, and then we spoil it. We do something that's not genuine, and people suddenly feel like, oh, I've just been railroaded into something. Who knows what I'm talking about? You know, and then you kind of feel a bit like abused and kind of used. You know, you know what I mean? You just kind of feel like, I want to get away from you now. Yeah. Or you're one of those. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, so, you know, I really want to try and help you not get to that place. Because this is all about relationships. This is all about them, not us. Do you hear me? For God so loved the world that he gave. And we need to love the world so much that we give. We're not trying to get something from them. We want to give as much as we can. And, and do it in such a way that they understand that we're coming from a place of love for them. Amen? And all we're trying to do is share the love. <laughs> okay? And uh, you do that correctly. And even if they get a little bit rude and suddenly go, oh, well, you're one of those and, and walk off, I will guarantee you they will come back. Do you know why? Because they suddenly realize that they were kind of mean to you and all you were doing is being loving towards them. Are we getting this? Okay. Are we settling? Okay. All right. Let me read in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 23. And then we're going to jump forward and look at the next thing we want to look at. I'm sorry I did reviews. I had so much new information that I just couldn't let it go. I needed to get it all on tape, so I did. Okay? Now we will move forward. All right. So he says here again, beginning in verse 19, so we get the whole thought. He says, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. You really need to see 
him saying, I made myself a servant. I made myself a servant. He said, I chose to serve. Okay? Why? So that he could win them. <clears throat> Verse 20, and to the Jews, we're going to look at this today. And to the Jews, I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. Verse 21, to those who are without law, as without law. Isn't it interesting? He's talking about people with law and people without law. When he's talking about people without law, he isn't talking about people that are lawless or people that <coughs> don't have any religion. He's talking about people without God's law. Okay, do you understand? All right, so they might have religious uh, thinking and so on and so forth. It's just that they don't have any sort of godly laws in their life, not, not the way sort of the Jews had it. Are you all with me? Okay. <clears throat> and, and that's why he says, not being without law toward God, notice that's why he makes that distinction. He says, but under uh, law toward Christ, I will explain that to you. He says that I might win those who are without law, who don't know God, okay, in, in the real sense. Verse 22, to the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, and it's women too, all right, that I might by all means save some. Verse 23, now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be a partaker of it with you. We'll discuss all of this as we get to them, all right? It'll make a lot of sense as we get to them. So, we talked about this before. He says again, for though I'm free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And then he says in verse 20, he says, and to the Jew, he says, I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. Now, it is important to remember that the Apostle Paul was actually born a Jew. I, I spoke to you about this before, and I said we will pick it up here, okay? So this is really interesting that he was born a Jew. He was very proud of it. My goodness, was he proud of it, okay? But then he gets to the place where he realizes that all, all of that is nothing in the sight of God. In fact, let me just continue here. He considered himself a Hebrew of Hebrews. And so when he writes to the Jews, I became as a Jew, he's implying that although he was no longer Jew or Greek, but a new creation, for their sakes, catch this now, for their sakes, he would do whatever was necessary to bring them to Christ. Now, like I said, we need to define whatever he could, whatever was necessary. Because he never crossed any lines that would grieve the spirit or violate God's laws. Which kind of work hand in hand. You violate, violate God's laws and you grieve the spirit. And if you're grieving the Spirit, I can guarantee you're violating something in the Bible. <laughs> okay? If he is upset about something, I don't care what your doctrine is, listen to him first. And I'm not talking about your conscience, I'm talking about the Spirit. Well, it's another story, isn't it? All right, anyway. William MacDonald writes, As a born-again believer in the Lord Jesus, the Apostle Paul was not under the law as a rule of life. He merely adapted himself to the customs, habits, and prejudices of the people in order that he might win them to the Lord. Now, I will, I will expand on all of that, including the prejudices. <laughs> okay? <laughs> all right, because you might be thinking, what prejudices? Oh, dear God, there's a lot. All right? I won't go into all of them, but I'll give you, I'll give you examples. 
But I want you to notice here, he adapted himself. You know, this is something that gets difficult for us. We're creatures of habit. Can I get an amen? Okay. And, you know, we, we just like our day to be our day in a certain way. And, and it's, it's difficult to, as we're going to see from the message translation, which in this case did a fantastic job, okay? I know some people have trouble with some, some translations. I have trouble with all of them. Okay, so I, I, I'm very particular about which translations I pick out of. And I understand that sometimes they hit, you know, and it's just gold. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know. <laughs> just take all the bits that are good and then chuck the rest. <laughs> you know, but take the good bits, all right. Uh, and, and so one of the things that it, it sort of it will bring out is the idea that he entered their world. And we're going to look at that, okay. But we'll look at that. But it's Im important to understand that he adapted himself. And we need to learn to be adaptable. You might say, well, I don't know if I can. Let me give you a scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> oh, what do you say for something else? Not this stuff. Well, guess what? It works for everything. And this. Amen. Come on, guys. You know, you know, we, you know, we want, I want, you know, I can do all things, you know, so that I could look really good. But we, we don't want to do all that. I can do all things for somebody else's sake. Time we, I can do all things for someone else, not just us. Can I say amen? And can I say to you, whatever you do for someone else, you are going to be rewarded by God throughout eternity. Four. That's the correct sentence, the wrong sentence. All right, okay. Do you get that? We need to understand that whatever we do as unto the Lord will be rewarded. We will be blessed for it. Amen. Okay, anyway. The Apostle Paul was fully aware and wrote in Romans uh, 10.4 that Christ was the end of the law. He knew this, okay, and that believers are no longer under the law but under grace. That was, that was brought out in Romans 6.14. However, for the sake of his Jewish brothers and sisters, see, this is the problem. We are so <sighs> insistent on our freedoms. On bless God, we're not under that bondage anymore. And I see people like this, and they are arrogant, they are rude. I mean, I've seen people like this, okay? None, nobody here, obviously. But, uh, you know, you just, you almost kind of want to say, I don't know what that is. You know, that's not a Christian. Honestly, don't look at him and think we're all like that. Because they give God a bad name, they give all of us a bad name. And they think by their just being so religious that they're standing up for God. See, we need to be careful now. Are you catching this? We need to be so careful how we, quote unquote, stand up for God. Hmm? Who are you sending to hell while you are standing on a high moral ground? That's my question to you. Bless God, Lord, I just stood my ground. And he goes, yeah, and then a hundred people went to hell because of you. Oh. So where are the lines? I told you, okay? We need to talk about lines. We need to talk about how far do we go and where shouldn't we go. I gave you something already. I just said, you know, you need to be careful that you don't violate the word of God and that you don't grieve the spirit. You need to watch out for that. 
And be also aware when you say no to something that you think you're, you know, you've got a moral high ground, but you're feeling grieved in your spirit for some reason. Yeah? Amen? Be aware of that. And don't say, get thee behind me, Satan, because it ain't. It's God trying to talk to you about something. It's the Lord trying to say, that's okay. People can be so <sighs> prejudiced. You know, I, I <laughs> anyway, I'll, t I'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay, so I've said here again, <clears throat> for the sake of his brothers, Jewish brothers and sisters, Paul was willing to adapt and associate with those Jews who considered obedience to the Mosaic law their duty. Now see, this isn't something necessarily bad, okay? It's not necessarily something against God. It's just no longer necessary. But some people truly, truly believed it was necessary. Are you all with me? And so, you know, this is like an inconvenience. Come on now, okay? Are you willing to be inconvenienced for somebody else? It's not breaking God's law. It's just inconvenient to you in order to connect with them. Mm. So, let me, let me read it again. Okay, so again, for the sake of his Jewish brothers and sisters, again, Paul was willing to ad adapt and associate with those Jews who considered obedience to the Mosaic law their duty by observing their customs while with them that included dietary rules, washings, Sabbath observance, and even purification ceremonies. John MacArthur explains that because Jews were still under the law, Paul would himself act as under the law. Act as under the law. Act as under the law. There's a lot of people that act like they're Christians. They ain't really Christians. If the devil can do that, why can't we do it in the other way? Without breaking God's law. You know what I'm trying to say? Amen? Just giving you things to think about. Okay? And I'm entering parts of your brain you've never been. Just, you know, say hello to those parts now. Right. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay. Right. So, <laughs> so because Jews are still under the law, Paul himself would act as under the law when he worked among them. He did not listen, he did not believe, teach, or give the least suggestion that following the law was of any spiritual benefit. Did you get that? He did stuff, but he never taught anybody else to do it. He's just getting into their world. Why is a serpent? Harmless as doves. We'll just get in there. <laughs> okay? We won't teach us anybody, but we'll do whatever. Yeah, I look just like you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay? All right. <laughs> uh, it, could, it could not gain or keep salvation, but it was a way of opening doors to work among the Jews. Get it? Okay. Let's, let's go look at an example. Acts chapter 21. <clears throat> probably never read these verses in your life, except Pastor Vady, who's read the Bible six million times now. Okay, so... <laughs> Acts, Acts chapter 21. It says in verses 19 through 26, after greetings were exchanged... What version am I reading from? The New Living Translation. After greetings were exchanged, 
Paul gave a detailed account of the things God had accomplished among the Gentiles through his ministry. So he's been talking to the Gentiles and I mean just left, right and center getting them saved, bringing them into the kingdom. Okay, praise God. After hearing this, they praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, verse 20, I mean. But then they said, you know, dear brother, <laughs> how many thousands of Jews have also believed, and they all take the law of Moses very seriously. Verse 21, our Jewish Christians here at Jerusalem have been told that you are teaching all the Jews living in the Gentile world to turn their backs on the laws of Moses. They say that you teach people not to circumcise their children. Thank God. Um, or or fo- that's for the male. Okay. For, or follow other Jewish customs. Watch now. Verse 22. What can be done? For they will certainly hear that you have come. Verse 23. Here's a suggestion. We have four men here who have taken a vow and are preparing to shave their heads. <laughs> Anything, you can do anything, but don't touch the hair. <laughs> Hello, okay? Have you seen the fawns? You know, don't touch it. Don't touch the hair, okay? All right, okay. All right, watch now. He says, verse 24, he says, go with them to the temple and join them. Now, you know, we would have jumped at and said, no. I am free from that bondage. You know, let them think whatever they want. You know, I've just had enough. I'm just, okay. Can I just be real here a little bit? Everybody looking at me like saints. Okay, you know? Uh, no, not everybody. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Christina. No. <laughs> no. No. But, you know, no, no, you guys too. Thank you. But, you know, we, 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 you know we, we just get like that. Like, forget it. Not shaving. Except for Ev. Not shaving my head. Forget it, dude. It's, I've got it little enough. I'm not taking the bit I have off. Staying right there. I'm not doing this. <laughs> okay? But, see, and then we would have insisted that we, because it's inconvenient for us, say we don't want this. So we would have said, no, we're not doing that because we are free from that bondage. No more leeks and garlic. You know, I left Egypt. That's it, man. I ain't not going, not going back there. Hello. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. All right. No, watch, watch. <laughs> and that's not all. He says, again, back to verse 24. He says, go with them to the temple. Join them in the purification ceremony and pay them to have their heads shaved. Then everyone will know that the rumors are all false and that you yourself observe the Jewish laws. Now, this would be crossing a line for us. I'm just telling you. I'm just being honest, okay? Verse 25, as for the Gentile Christians, all we ask of them is what we already told them in a letter. They should not eat food offered to idols, nor consume blood, nor eat meat. Uh, from strangled animals, and they should stay away from all sexual immoral- immorality. And watch. And Paul said, no, I am the champion of grace, is not what he said. What did this champion of grace say? He agreed. And Paul agreed to their request. And the next day, he went through the purification ritual with the men and went to the temple. He publicly announced the date and when their vows would end and sacrifices would be offered for each of them. I mean, he just went the whole nine yards. This is, can I be honest, it's surprising to me. I wasn't expecting that verse. I was expecting something else. 
I'm going to show you something else that Paul did so that you understand what, where his true convictions are. Okay, we'll give you that in just a minute. But you need to see this first. You really need to understand that Paul just went all the way with this because he didn't want to lose anybody. If shaving his head and paying for some four guys to get their head shaved and do some sort of purification thing, he knew he wouldn't teach any of this. He wouldn't promote any of this. But he was happy to join them. You know why? Because he understood what matters is what's on the inside. Did you hear what I just said? It's your faith in God. It's your relationship with God. All of this stuff, for people that have issues with this stuff, don't let it become an issue to you. Just know that God sees your heart. He knows where your allegiances are. And He knows your motives behind everything that you do. And if you're saying, God, we just really need to reach these guys, and let's not be a stumbling block to any of them. God will, you know, surprisingly, God will go, yep, that's all right with me. Go for it. I do ask one thing. Grow the hair back quickly. In Jesus' name. <laughs> okay. A little bit of covering, man. You know? Need the warmth. Anyway. <laughs> so in his commentary, Simon J. Kistemaka explains what was going on here and says that Paul tried to promote the unity of the church by bringing Gentile Christians from Macedonia and Asia Minor to Jerusalem. Although he was accused of not teaching the law of Moses to the Jewish people living in the dispersion, he willingly appeased the Jewish Christians in Jerusalem. He wished to demonstrate that he had no objections to obeying the laws of Moses or the law of Moses. See, that's all it was for them. And that's all it was for him. You want to obey the law? And like I said, it wasn't contrary to God's, uh, God's word. Are, are you all with me? I know this is, you know, this is ground we haven't tread before. It's new. It's a little hard to get on board, but I pray that you just walk, you know, walk through this with me, okay? Just walk with me on this one. So again, all of this was in order to win Jews for Christ. Once they came to Christ, he would teach them about Christian liberty and not compromise it in any way or form. Get it? Once they're in, we can get them now because they've got the Spirit in them. They'll understand everything. And they themselves will go, we don't need to do this anymore, do we? No, you don't. Amen. Because there's something brand new on the inside that is speaking to you. You didn't have that before. Hmm? This is clearly seen in what he says in the church, uh, to the church at Galatia. So let's go to Galatians chapter 2 now. Let's see something else. Verses 1 through 5. Again, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. <coughs> Galatians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Paul is writing. He says, Then 14 years later, I went back to Jerusalem again. This time with Barnabas. And Titus came along too. I went there because God revealed to me that I should go. While I was there, I talked privately with the leaders of the church. I wanted them to understand that what I had been preaching to the Gentiles, I wanted to make sure they did not disagree or my ministry would have been useless. And they did agree. They did not even demand that my companion Titus be circumcised, though he was a Gentile. See, he didn't believe any of that anymore. 
he himself was circumcised, but he didn't want this to happen. Because it was no, no, you know, no use anymore. It was a circumcision of the heart. Remember, he talked about that at one stage. He said, that's where it's all happening, in here. All right. He said, even, uh, even that question... <laughs> Even that question wouldn't have come up except for some so-called Christians there, false ones, really, who came to spy on us and see our freedom in Christ Jesus. They wanted to force us like slaves to follow their Jewish regulations. See, now this is different. When they were insisting that this is how you get to God, that's where he put his foot down. I'll shave my head, I'll go through purifications, but I will not stand here and teach everybody that that's the way to God. Did you get that? Because there's only one way, and it's Jesus Christ. No other name under heaven. That will never change. So he said, no, no, no. We'll, I'll do all this stuff to make you happy. I know I'm going. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to get you on the same bus. Maybe if I go this way, you climb on, then I can take it the rest of the way. That's how we work. That's how we think. We really need to learn to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Amen? And so anyway, <laughs> he says, verse 5, But we refuse to listen to them. For a single moment, we wanted to preserve the truth of the good news for you. He said, I'm not going to do that. And then you start to wonder, hey, maybe we did the wrong thing. Maybe, you know, we're, we're taking our liberties and sort of going too far with them. And Paul, I thought Paul said it was okay. But now look at what he's doing. He said, no, no, no. Listen, what I teach, what I instruct you regarding God is different to what I'm doing to get them saved. He is not being hypocritical, Okay. He just knows how far he can go without crossing that line. Now, it's going to take some kind of maturity to do this. That's why it does, you, 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 babies can't have babies. Duh. But, you know, okay, <laughs> only mature adults in the, you know, in the Lord can have babies. All right? Only those that have been through this understand how far they can and can't go can actually go and do all of this and bring people to Christ. See, that's why you've got to be so careful when you tell you know, somebody that comes in and they're so excited and you say, quick, get him going out there and getting people saved. Be, be careful because somebody will get them unsaved. They don't know enough. They're excited. You say, well, they're excited. Well, what are you? What happened? <laughs> that is not good. You know, it's not a good testimony for you. I'm not excited anymore. Well, <laughs> go back to school. <laughs> okay? Obviously, didn't go through the course properly. All right. We should be so excited. Um, uh, the more I learn, the more I study, the more I'm realizing what forms our foundation. And so we're going to be doing that over the next couple of weeks. Once I get through this, we'll go through all the things that we need to know to lay a proper foundation. Amen? And probably start our home fellowships at the same time. Hallelujah. That, that came as a surprise to me. All right, so, <laughs> uh, where was I? Okay, so we see from this, 
uh, what, well, excuse me, what we see from this is that even though we may tolerate and even participate in certain things, it does not mean we believe in them or teach them to others. It simply means that we have adapted ourselves for the sake of the gospel. Did you get that? Amen? John MacArthur writes, within scriptural limits, Paul would be as, I love this, as Jewish as necessary when working with Jews. I mean, you do that, I'll do that. And better. <laughs> okay? All right? In Christ, he was no longer bound to the ceremonies, rituals, and traditional, uh, traditions of Judaism. Following or not following any of those things had no effect on his spiritual life. It has no effect on your spiritual life. Amen. Amen. Unless you're a baby. And then you have issues. And I see a lot of babies in the, in the kingdom of God. It's very sad. 50-year-old babies, 60-year-old babies, 70-year-old babies. Spit their dummy. I saw you coming out of a bar. Jesus said, I go to where the sick are. Heal people don't need a physician. The sick need it. Now, if you see him coming out the bar staggering, then we have a bit of a problem. Okay. <laughs> but just because he's coming out of there doesn't mean he was drinking. Amen. Oh, where was I? Okay. <laughs> but if following them would open a door for his witnessing to, to Jews, he would gladly accommodate. What had once been, listen, legal restraints now had become love restraints. His motive was clearly to win Jews to salvation in Jesus Christ. Amen? All right, apparently I've run out of time. It brings us to, I know, it went kind of quick, wasn't it? No, because this brings us to verse 21, to those without the law. Let, let, let's take that up next week, uh, and I will share on that, and then the thoughts that uh, Dr. Maxwell brings out as well regarding these verses, which I believe will be a real blessing to you. So let's leave it there. I think this is a good place to, to leave it. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word, and we just thank you, Father, for everything that we are learning. I thank you, God, that you are helping us to become the people that you wanted us to be from the very beginning. People who love and would be led by the Spirit to do what was necessary to bring others to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Bring them to salvation. Lead them to the door that allows them to get to you. Hallelujah. And then learn about you and about their Lord and become mighty in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We give you praise and thanks for all of this. In Jesus' name, amen.